Welcome to the Back Row Bros, where the business in the front meets the party in the back. This is five guys, five bros, should I say. Oh, yeah. From the South Alabama Department of Physical Therapy. We're students. We're not in the front. We're in the back. Uh-huh. Except for my man, Austin. He's kind of mid-row. What's up? And my man, Jay Money. He likes to be called Jay Money. But we call him Joel. <laughs> we, we got Colton. What's and up? And we got Trey. Yo. Tito. Uno dos Trey. Oh, and myself, Zach. Oh, yeah. Let me introduce Zach you, Zach. Attack. We got Zach. We got the Mac. We got the Zach attack. Austin, Texas Ranger. Yep. Colton... Ooh. Derduni. Derduni. Derdingo. He hates that. Derdingo. <laughs> Y'all can make uh, make my my last name sound like anything you want. Dorito. Ooh. Dorito? I don't... Uh, I like Doritos. Doritos are a good chip. Favorite chip? Go. Uh, I'm going to have to go Sweet Heat. Golden. Oh, yeah. yeah that that, that would have been mine, too. Doritos. Which kind? Nacho cheese. Cool Ranch. I'm a, I'm a um, salt and vinegar guy. I like salt oh, and vinegar. Hell's going to go similar you. dill pickle. Okay. I'm a sour cream and onion. Mm. Sour cream and onion can incite some emotions in people. I guess it's because, I don't know if it's the aftertaste. I don't know if it's the breath afterwards. It's the feeling of wanting to vomit after you eat them. <laughs> they're disgusting. <laughs> I don't hate them. I don't, I don't hate them. There's Cheetos. Are Cheetos chips? No. Because they would be up there on my list as well. What are they? Snacks. Uh, I would say they're a chip. I say you would lie. They're uh, definitely not top five, though. Not for me. Not for you. The hot ones are. The hot ones are really good. Spiced Flaming Hot Cheetos. Dude, the cheddar jalapeno ones. Well, we're not going to talk about chips full forever, guys. Let's get to the first episode of the Back Row Bros. Yeah. I got a bad feeling about this. Back row bros. All right, now, so, yeah, we're, we're good to go. Now we're good to go. And also, my volumes are way high now because everybody's pumped. Everybody's jacked up, which that's, is good. What do you want? That's good, dude. I'm just letting y'all that's know. That's what we need. We need uh, loud noises. We need the height. Loud noises. All right. Uh, yeet. Joel, that was a freaking awesome intro, so give it, give it, run it back. Run it back. I don't know if I can. Run it back. Run it, bow, run bow, it back. Bow. Get it in your soul. Let's can you go. not play the, play the song? No. What if I gave you headphones? Actually, these are the headphones I have. What if you had headphones and you played it in your ears? Because that's the problem. I can't. If it's playing over these speakers, that microphone's picking Wait, it up. Wait, let's do like a like a silent band. Like, I'll be drums. Are we live? <laughs> silent bands. Are we live? We're live. Hey, welcome to the Back Row Bros. What's up, what's up? We're five students from the University of South Alabama. We're uh, here to discuss some topics, hot topics. Uh, Our first interview today is uh, Preston Warren, new faculty member here at the University of South Alabama. Doctor. Doctor. Preston. Preston. 
Uh, yeah. So, what did you guys think about the the, the interview? Oh, it was great, man. He had a lot to bring to the table. He's always been a natural born teacher. He's always felt led to teach. So there's plenty of things to learn in this podcast. Something else pretty cool about him is that he's got a lot of health background and the fact that he went to PT school and med school. And so, med school. Yes. And really smart school. guy. And then came back to PT school to teach. Well-rounded, very smart guy. Um, you'll, you'll get that across on the interview. This is the kind of thing that I love listening to. People's stories and past experiences, getting their advice, learning from them, learning what they have to say. You can't just put me on the spot like that, man. Something like Sorry, right. man. Sorry. All right. Well, yeah, right. without any further ado. Yeah. Now to introduce Dr. Warren. He's from Mobile, Alabama. He went to the University of South Alabama for undergrad, went to the University of South Alabama for PT school and for med school. So without further ado, Dr. Preston Warren. All right, Dr. Warren, I guess I'll start this off. Um, kind of the background already. I mean, is this your first time on the back row, or are you a front row guy in class? <laughs> I was actually a middle row guy. <laughs> middle row guy. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, he's our, he's our smartest, smart, smartest member. <laughs> so when we when we were originally at a different location, the shack. I don't know if y'all have ever seen it. Mm, uh, it's Spring Hill campus. Uh, they're going to end up converting that building into something else eventually. But um, I started out in back row. My first day of orientation in PT school was the extreme back row. <laughs> uh, and I progressively went up towards the front. Um, and then just basically once we moved here, I was right there. I don't know who sits there now, but I was right in the middle on the right side. The room was laid out a little differently back when we were in school. In the middle on the... The right side from the kind of around where you sit. So where I sit. Thanks, Preston Warren. I'm the guy. Um, so, are you from Mobile? Yeah, from Mobile. Yep. So you just really like Mobile. Well, actually, when I was in high school, I was one of the few high school students that had me move away. Um, my original goal was to get into computers, and this was back in the mid '90s when the internet was just starting to kind of become more mainstream. And I knew that if I stayed in Mobile, I think we had like two or three software companies that uh, were potential employers, but they were small. So I just knew that I would end up having to move away. And surprisingly, life never works out the way you plan. <laughs> so y'all realize 10 years from now, all of your plans, you know, the settings you think you're going to work in or where you're going to live will most likely change quite a bit. Well, what got you passionate about pursuing physical therapy? So I've always exercised, worked out. Um, always train people to you know work out properly using the correct form, um, but I didn't really know a lot of the um, I guess pathophys and so forth related to true physical therapy. So I actually I was working out uh, at one of the healthcare centers around town, and this one of the trainers uh, he overheard me saying I was going to go on back to school. So my original degree was in graphic design and advertising. Um, and again, that was the only route I could take to get into computers at the time because South didn't really have a, uh, they had computer science, but they didn't really have uh, like a development type or um, I guess what they have now, you know, back then. So I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and do graphic design uh, and teach myself programming, which is what I did. Um, but once I worked in, as a software engineer for a little while, I never actually did graphic design. Uh, I realized that it was 
constantly changing. I mean, literally by the week, there's a new update to whatever database or language you're using. Um, I thought, you know, I can't handle trying to learn all this, uh, you know, at the same time. So I thought, well, let me go back to school and do something that's not really changing, which is, you know, anatomy doesn't change, hopefully. Um, so anyway, you know, I considered physical therapy. I considered other things. But the more I looked into physical therapy, the more I, you know, enjoyed that as a profession. So one of the personal trainers that uh, was at the gym I worked out with, he said, hey, man, you really would make a great physical therapist. And I worked out with a couple of physicians, and they said the same thing. They said, you know, if they could do it over again, they would strongly consider PT. So anyway, I went back, and now I'm an older undergrad student, taking a few of the prereqs because graphic design and PT have nothing in common. Um, <laughs> So I did that, and then just fell in love with PT. PT school, you know, there were times where it was difficult. Um, after I graduated, though, I was amazed at how much of the knowledge I used from PT school. I mean, really, pretty much every little bit was applied within the first couple of months from working. So y'all are going to see it during clinical year next year. Uh, you're going to be applying it, but once you're actually in practice by yourself, it's all going to hopefully uh, be put to use pretty quickly. So uh, PT, when I initially, my first job, it was um, kind of all settings with the exception of home health. So that's why I was using so much of the PT school uh, information right away. So it was very common for me, I mean, I was working very long hours, but it was very common to go home, look up certain diagnoses I wasn't as familiar with. Um, and then apply that to the treatment plans. And then from that, you know, I started you know, developing, I guess, a stronger desire to either pursue a PhD in physical therapy or an MD. But again, the ultimate goal is to eventually teach PT. Um, so I thought, well, the MD is going to give me that clinical understanding to get a broader understanding of how PT and medicine kind of uh, are associated. And I thought, well, the PhD would help prepare me for academia. So ultimately, I chose the MD route, one, to um, you know, increase the medical knowledge, but also have the potential to do a PhD later on if necessary. So, so you've always kind of felt like your, your direction you're going to go is to teach. Yeah. I've always, even when I was in graphic design, I was teaching you know, classmates how to use certain software and all that. I just, I think some people just have a, a desire to teach. Right. Um, I think most of y'all share that desire more so than uh, other fields because being a physical therapist, you're teaching on a daily basis. Uh, so you have to be patient. You have to, you know, sometimes say the same thing two or three times to increase that understanding. Um, but to me, you either love it or you don't. So I think being a clinician, you're going to have some propensity to uh, teach, and then uh, certainly being a physical therapist, I think migrating from clinician to teacher is a pretty seamless transition. How was uh, med school compared to your PT school experience? Good question. So um, I thought PT school was hard. Not that the med school curriculum is easy by any means. It's a different way of tackling the, um, the subject matter. So PT school was my first introduction to grad level academic requirements. Uh, I, 
think there were a lot of side projects in PT school that took a lot of extra time. Um, so that for me, with my particular learning style, that made it more difficult to push through uh, the PT curriculum. Whereas in medicine, it's so, so much information. I mean, it truly is, uh, I mean, it's phenomenal how much they can squeeze really into three years. Because your fourth year, you're pretty much doing away rotations. You're trying to decide, you know, where you're going to live, what residency you're going to go into. Um, but the first two years of med school is pretty much the academic, you know, classroom-based uh, curriculum that you're covering. So it's just really two years worth of, uh, you know, tons and tons of pathologies. Um, and you have to you have to memorize, you know, a very detailed uh, level of uh, information and then apply it you know, clinically. Third year, you're actually practicing just like with y'all next year with uh, the clinical settings. The, uh, the information there is more patient interaction. You're still studying, you're still taking tests, but it's at a different level. But again, for me, that was easier for my learning style. You know, just get hit, get bombarded, and just constantly go over that information. Whereas in PT school, because you're, you're tackling different subjects at the same time, you have to organize everything a little differently. You have to approach everything differently. Whereas in med school, you're studying everything about the cardiovascular system all at once. Then you move over to the pulmonary system. Then you move over to the renal system. So it's, it's more subject specific. And because of that, you can really devote all your attention towards one type of uh, subject matter and prepare for that one test and then kind of move on to the next. So uh, I actually enjoyed both PT and med school. Um, but I think the, the organization helped my learning style for med school. So, Did you ever almost sway from thinking about becoming a teacher and thinking you might want to do the, the doctor thing? or Well, actually, so I was, my goal was initially, you know, after probably my first year, I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and go into ortho which is, I didn't factor in residency or anything when I decided to go back to med school. So ortho is a five-year residency, um, and then you have to pretty much do a fellowship, and you have to start at a practice and work your way up. So I'm, I was already an older PT school student, and I was definitely an older med school student. So it was it started becoming age prohibitive for me to go into ortho. Um, although being a PT, I mean, you're pretty much very well prepared for it. Um, at that point, uh, when I realized that you know, I probably can't really go into that. I started thinking of you know alternative fields, so PM&R certainly came up because that's essentially like PT with uh, a little bit of a medical, um, I guess, umbrella that you can better understand what's going on. So I did, you know, I thought well, I'll just go into PM&R, either practice as a physiatrist or. Um, and just use that knowledge to go back and teach. But the more I was, I guess, involved with PM&R, I was kind of questioning the field. It's, it's going uh, through significant changes right now. So I didn't, it's a very small, uh, small field. A lot of people aren't aware of it. A lot of physicians aren't aware of it. So I kind of felt like that would just be a continuation of, you know, just basically being a PT in private practice, trying to advertise your clinic, trying to, you know, get referrals that way. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I need to 
consider switching over. In medicine, you generally don't switch residencies. That's a bad thing to do. Uh, it's, it's difficult to do. It happens, but it's not very common. Um, so anyway, I thought, well, you know, let me take a step back. And my goal was at that time, possibly just get into teaching when I left PMNR. Um, but then the more I thought about it, I thought, well, I've already put in all this time and, uh, you know, student loans and so forth. Let me go ahead and just finish it. So I ended up doing family med, which is a great field. It's very, very broad and difficult. But, um, you know, musculoskeletal complaints are very, very common in family med. Uh, and then you have the you know, option to do sports med as a fellowship. So anyway, I was, you know, in that, um, I guess, pattern uh, of thinking just to go ahead and pursue that. And then after I did that for a year, I, I realized that, you know, I guess my true love never did sway from therapy. So I thought well, I'll just go ahead and transition to teaching uh, as soon as I can. So, and it's a lot less stressful. <laughs> you mentioned um, when you first got out of PT school that you were kind of having to look at diagnoses and figure out some more stuff about it. So like, what were some of the toughest things as a student doing your rotations and coming out and practicing within that first year or so? What were some of the things that you remember? I think the, the hardest thing really wasn't, uh, you know, the diagnoses that you would encounter. Um, it was more of the organization. So I was, I had multiple PTAs that I had to keep track of uh, because I was in so many settings, you know, going from the inpatient to nursing home to outpatient clinic, doing wound care, things like that on a daily basis. There was a lot to organize. Um, the documentation was significantly burdensome. Uh, again, because you have to document all it. So if you're working in an outpatient ortho, you're going to get used to what you document. Mm -hmm. But that's completely different from nursing home, which is completely different from wound care documentation. So trying to really gain that understanding of what needs to be documented based on you know which patient population I was with, uh, that was probably the most significant, uh, I guess, time gap you know, with my time. So that pushed into how much time I had available for, um, you know, research and other things, such as some of the diagnoses or altering treatment plans. The PTAs I worked with were um, re relatively new to the field, um, but they were excellent PTAs. I really, without them, and that really, I guess, stresses the point of make sure that as a therapist, that you're constantly teaching uh, your PTAs uh, I mean, they're hungry for knowledge, just like all of us, you know, all clinicians should be, but make sure that you maintain that close relationship with your PTAs because they will make your life much, much easier or make it much, much more difficult. Because again, if you trust that PTA's judgment, uh, then that can affect, you know, how willing you are to accept their uh, recommendations to change in a particular treatment plan um, and also with the documentation and so forth you know, being able to you know, gather quick facts from them that you need to put in your documentation or at least, you know, what I would usually do is go talk to them about the patient and by the time I was talking to the patient, I knew exactly what to look for, what to assess, uh, as opposed to, you know, a PTA that, you know, might not be as um, helpful or as focused on their job, which could just create more and more strain on an already stressful 
new entry-level grad, if that makes sense. So documentation of anything during third year, really try to dive into documentation and understand what needs to be documented. Ask your CIS to let you do as much as possible. You're not going to like it at first, but the more you do it, the more seamless it will be when you start doing it on your own. So that's a, um, that's a significant portion of your time as a therapist. How do you get better at that? Just doing it, practice. So it's uh, what I would do is actually print it out a little form for each setting uh, for my eval. So that would go through. I would look in a chart, write down things like past medical history, uh, write down um, you know what do they live in a one-story house, two-story house? Do they have steps? Do they have a handrail? Do they have a uh, you know shower rail, shower bench, things like that? So that way I knew that I wouldn't forget to ask anything that I need to know for the evaluation. And I would have like a certain physical, like a body diagram uh, and other you know, neurologic type tests or something. So all of it was on one sheet of paper that I would carry with my clipboard. So that way I could go ahead and do all my evals and move from setting to setting without, because I didn't have time to sit down and type at the time. And trust me, you will not remember it. So I use that as basically not only an aid to help the, the evaluations and to make sure I was, you know, I guess, comprehensive and concise at the same time, but also it, it helped with the documentation. Um, you know, and other than that, it's just, if you have a good program, a good EMR, that's going to make the job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But with physical therapy documentation, it's so much different than nursing documentation or physician documentation. It's almost like you put in too much information with a PT uh, you know, evaluation or progress note or something. I'm hoping that's going to change and become less stringent because it's only a, you know, just extra time. Um, so you know, we'll see what the future brings. For, as a software, you know, as a programmer, I know it could be, uh, I guess, reprogrammed to make the clinician's job easier both on a therapist level and physician's level, uh, the software needs to adapt to the clinical environment. And right now you've got programmers that don't understand clinical medicine or clinical practice. They're just programming what they're being told to program, but they don't they, they can't think beyond that, whereas clinicians unfortunately can't think of the program things. You know, they don't know how to put in specific words of, you know, why don't you create an array that does this or why don't you create a SQL query that pulls this information. So that information to y'all right now is like SQL. <laughs> but in reality, that's you know the the relational gap that needs to be filled so that this, you know, the EMR systems can progress to the level to where they're not a burden to your practice, but more of a benefit. Um, and that's another goal of mine in time is to try to work um, to improve that. So uh, burnout you know, physical therapist burnout was, was usually, you know, one of the uh, least likely issues for physical therapists as far as clinical burnout. You know, usually it was physicians and certain uh, specialties. But PT burnout's growing because of the, you know, I guess burdensome documentation requirements that only seem to be getting worse and worse. So we'll see what the future holds there. But as a, as a student learning that, during your clinical rotations as best you can. It's going to let you be that much further along when you start practicing. Because trust me, you know, you're depending on your site that you go to work at eventually, 
you're going to be pushed into that independent role much faster than you probably think. So, you know, having that good documentation background will ease the stress somewhat. Hey, you still there? We hope so. We hope you've enjoyed this first half of the interview with Dr. Preston Warren. Next week, we're going to be coming back at you in the second half. It's going to include some questions from us about the future of the PT realm, what it's like to be a new clinician out on the scene, and then we get into a very fascinating lightning round with Dr. Preston Warren. Hope to see you back. All right. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're there. Check us out. Back Row Bros.